but then you get to the details and you know uh reality comes to mug the aocs of the world and and to mug your blue-haired barista at uh at Starbucks, uh, reality always comes to mug those individuals of their utopian fantasy lands that they try and live in. And, you know, it turns out that the federal government just doesn't have the resources and they know they don't to actually forgive uh, these student loans, exorbitant student loans, 60000 80000 90000 over $100,000 of loan per borrower. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original Uncloseted Conservative. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on the live show. Thanks for being a listener. Make sure no matter where you're watching, whether that be Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, Getter, however you're consuming this, make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure that you go ahead and give us a like if you enjoy this episode and leave a comment. I love reading you guys' comments. If you are a podcast listener, please rate and review the podcast. I hope you're subscribed there as well. Five-star ratings only. If you're going to give me a one through a four, go ahead and leave a comment and uh, let us know what we can do to make the show better for you. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by my pillow. Guys, Mike Lindell, he's been fighting in the war, you know, the war against wokeism, the war against the Marxist communist takeover. Uh, he's got some 30 million, million with an M, uh, dollars tied up in lawsuits fighting for your freedom. He's, Mike's fine. Mike doesn't need, uh, you know, Mike doesn't need, uh, uh, what do you say? He doesn't need anything to secure his freedom, his life, his his blessings of liberty. No, 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 he, he's fine. He's, he's got more than enough money and and land and freedom to secure you know, a very comfortable lifestyle for himself and his family. He's put it all on the line for you. That's something that you got to understand. There's billionaires on the other side trying to take over the world. And there are scrappy Americans on this side trying to withhold, uh, you know, those, those forces, trying to withhold their will from you, trying to keep them at bay. Uh, so make sure that you support Patriots, Patriots like myself and Patriots like Mike Lindell, mypillow.com, promo code Mobley. You can get up to 66% off. If you want to secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity, I'm talking about your kids, not mine, your kids, uh, then you have got to get involved. This is one of the easiest ways to do it, to support uh, American-made, pro-America, anti-woke, anti-1619 project uh, companies like MyPillow. They've got, they've got pillows. They've got slippers that I have on my feet right now. Uh, they've got sweatshirts. I mean, seriously, I pride myself in having the softest shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, but MyPillow products really give me a run for my money. Use promo code MOBLY at MyPillow.com to get up to 66% off. <clears throat> now let's get into the show.
All right, guys. So we are not going to be speaking with Adam Hardage today. We were uh, just on the phone a little while ago, and you know he's he's at work in his office. They're doing an IT upgrade, and I said, Adam, say no more. I used to work in that space. I know what it's like doing IT upgrades for uh, for your enterprise, big or small. Uh, so they're getting all azured up over there. We are going to uh, do same bat time, same bat channel, but just next week. So what is today? Uh, Wednesday. So next Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 12 noon Central. Uh, we're going to have Adam Hardage. I think I said Adam Hardage earlier. Yeah, we're going to have Adam Hardage uh, on the show. And he's the CEO of... Da, 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 da. Let's see if my IT works. There we go. Remote Health Solutions. Uh, so the link is down below. The description uh, might be changing here after I air this episode, uh, after we're we're done with live here, um, because Adam's not on it. But I will leave uh, links to his social and his business, guys. Make sure that you support him as well. Um, this is definitely, you know, he's he's a pro America guy, uh, but this he's also providing healthcare solutions via telehealth. Uh, that's anti-woke. Um, so that's that's just something that we need here. Uh, this is Remote Health Solutions, the largest clinically integrated network of independent medical practitioners across the nation. Uh, so it's definitely something that you want to check out if, if healthcare costs are just beating you down into the ground. Um, check out Remote Health Solutions. This is definitely something, um, you know, they said, build your own we're building our own. The parallel economy is being stood up. We've got uh, Dr. Simone Gold, who is still in prison. She's just one of the, the more recent political prisoners that we have. I think she's been in for 49 or 50 days uh, now, um, which, is, which is absurd, especially since she had permission to enter the Capitol. She, was at, she actually had an appointment there on January 6th, and she was supposed to be giving a speech and asked the police officer, well, Hey, I have an appointment. Can I just go in, give my speech, and leave? And that's what she did. She walked in, she read her speech, and she left. And now, because she holds the wrong, um, you know, political opinions, uh, she's sitting in a prison cell, um, which is just just pure uh, posturing. So, speaking of posturing, if you saw the uh, if you saw the thumbnail here to today's. Uh, lovely episode. Then you saw this image. Let me go ahead and get it on the screen because for some reason it went away. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's the Biden of it all, the Biden speech. I'll use a different image than the one that everyone else is using because why not? You know, maybe see something a little bit different. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> all the, always, I, I love how interspersed, if you're searching for images of Biden on the internet, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever, you're always going to see interspersed among those images, uh, pictures of, it's always a picture of Trump holding the flag, doing doing his little, you know, Trump smile. Um, so I just think that's funny because why not? Well, actually, because it is funny. All right, here we go. I found a guy. Why don't you just open the article? Come on, come on. There we go. And it's not on the screen the whole time. Goodness gracious, guys! I'll I'll get it. I told you I'm the worst millennial uh, in the world. All right, so um, the left—they keep making poor decisions. Their decisions keep blowing up in their faces. The freedom, the Independence Hall speech, um, is just one of the latest examples. Uh, you know, if you remember back, 
Uh, Biden announced that they were going to be uh, illegally and very likely unconstitutionally forgiving $10,000. Forgiving student loans is what they said. We're going to be forgiving student loans, a flagrant attempt to buy votes. Uh, but then you get to the details and, you know, uh, reality comes to mug the AOCs of the world and and to mug your blue-haired barista at uh, at Starbucks. Uh, reality always comes to mug those individuals of their utopian fantasy lands that they try and live in. And, you know, it turns out that the federal government just doesn't have the resources and they know they don't to actually forgive uh, these student loans, exorbitant student loans, 60000 80000 90000 over $100,000 of loan per borrower. Um, and at the same time, they're still giving these loans out, these, these federally subsidized, these, these loans that are backed by taxpayers. So whether you went to college or not, you're paying for student loans. The government has secured, they've, they've secured the debt for the borrower with your money. Um, so it turns out that the reaction to that was actually quite the opposite. People were just pissed off that they have 90, 80, 90, 100,000 dollars of debt, and he's wiping away 10,000 of it. It's kind of just like, a, well, great, what do I do? Now I had 100,000 dollars in student loan debt, and now I have 90. You know, some would say, oh, this doesn't really move the needle. I would say they're still being little pricks. They're, they're still being a little ungrateful. Uh, I won't say that word. Uh, well, I did just say pricks, but uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say the other word that popped in my head. Um, it, it didn't really move the needle. So it had kind of a reverse response than anticipated. It actually just pissed people off. It, it pissed these, these young uh, borrowers off. And it ended up pissing up off everyone. It pissed me off, pissed my wife off. We paid our loans down. Uh, it pissed off the millions of borrowers who went to school, who um, who worked to pay for school, who joined the military to pay for school, who did hard things to secure their futures and to pay their own way, uh, like I did. You know, the the military paid for a great, you know, a huge portion of my my undergrad and graduate degrees, um, but. You know, here here we are working hard, making all these sacrifices. My my wife had to go through everything that she went through, and and we anyway. Uh, so it pissed off people who didn't go to college, who are also paying for these loans. It pissed off people who did go to college and worked and and did all kinds of hard things and rearranged their lives to be able to pay for debts that they knowingly and willfully borrowed. And then it pissed off those borrowers who are living in fantasy land that are just waiting for big daddy government to step in and save the day because big daddy government is coming in and they're squirting a water gun out of house on fire. Um, so that backfired. Well, then uh, the, the Biden handlers, they had the great idea. They, they just had the tremendous idea to, uh, I don't know why this isn't up there. Let's uh, save. All right. Well, whatever. Maybe that'll work. Uh, yeah, the YouTube feed cut out or wasn't configured correctly for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So then the regime, the puppet handlers, the I am just not batting a thousand on today's live stream. Goodness gracious. I just. I just got booted out of my own live stream, and I have to say, this isn't this isn't big tech on this one. This is uh, this is low tech Joe Mobley internet incompetence here. All right, there we go. So we are back up. Sorry about that, folks. 
All right, so third time's the charm. So the Biden handlers, in their, in their infinite wisdom, they decide to do the speech of all speeches at get kind of a, a culturally holy, a culturally significant site, Independence Hall, um, you know, where, where the signing of the declaration happened, where, uh, where these intense debates about the form of government and, and we have the creation of, of the three, uh, three branches of government and checks and balances and real, true, unique contributions to the world. Uh, come out of this place. And then we have Joe Biden going for a visit to give his uh, tyrannical speech. And just like those other things, just like the student loan thing blew up in his face and, uh, you know, oh, not securing the border. That'll be a great idea. Well, Americans don't like 2 million illegals coming in uh, to the country. And it's not that they're carrying disease or illness or, uh, you know, they're all those lies about Donald Trump saying that they were rapists or they were human traffickers. It, it's about the fact that some are, you know, there's the famous example, um, uh, Arizona, uh, what's his name? Sheriff Lamb uh, always talks about that famous example is, hey, uh, would you let me bring 10 people over to your house? And you say, yeah. Uh, would you be okay if, if uh, some of those people that are brought over to your house uh, were uh, human traffickers or, or, or pedophiles or, um, you know, convicted sex offenders. Would you be okay with that? And you're kind of like, uh, no, I, I have four small children. I don't really want you to bring... Well, okay, what if, what, if it, what if I brought 10 people over and just one of them uh, was uh, a child sex offender? Um, you know, that, that should be fine. It's just one. It's just one. Or, or you know, that's, that's 10%. What if instead I brought a hundred people over and just two of them uh, were these terribly abhorrent violent criminals? Is, is that cool? It, no, you're, you're saying, of course not. And now you are kind of demanding that you know who is coming over into your house. Kind of like uh, the people that show up around the Thanksgiving table or the people that show up for, you know, if you have board game nights at your house, I hope you do. That's great. Uh, you want to know who the people are. Uh, so these these porous borders, and then you have Kamala Harris lying on the news the other day saying, of course, the border is secure and border security is important to us and any administration should see it as important. Uh, I, spoiler alert, she lied. She lied to you. The border is not secure and the border is not a priority to the administration. It's not. Uh, Two million people coming across. That's... That's terrible. So that policy kind of blew up in his face. Then they have the idea for this speech, uh, the infamous dark MAGA speech, where it's not it's not Republicans he says who are bad. Not all Republicans are bad. It's the MAGA Republicans, and I, you know I say MAGA, so it always kind of hits me hard when Democrats say MAGA. Uh, it 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 really it sounds interesting. It it sounds. Um, it sounds like the pejorative that they're trying to make it out to be. Um, but he gives his infamous dark MAGA speech where he's saying it, it's not all Republicans. He says, I've, I've worked with Republicans for years, you know, because he's the oldest politician on earth. Um, he's not the most storied or legacy politician. He's very useless. He's feckless. He doesn't have any history of success. His bills are terrible um, throughout his career as a senator. But he's been at the table for that long, long, long time. And uh, 
now he says, you know, I've I've worked with Republicans for so long. You know, Mitch McConnell's okay. Uh, John McCain was okay. You know, he's he's I, it, it's the MAGA Republicans that I can't stand. Here's the problem, Joe. Almost 75 million MAGA Republicans voted for Donald Trump. I think it was 742. I think it was 74 million point two, something like that. Um, because I know the fact checkers, you know, we we just got YouTube straightened out again. I know the fact checkers are over there, fingers at the ready on the keyboard. Here's the problem. When there are some 150, 160 votes cast and 74 million of them go to the MAGA Republican candidate, uh, that, that kind of just splits the ticket of America right down the middle, um, which should be a good thing, but not when you're calling for the ousting, the destruction, the snuffing out of this, you know, call it movement, uh, you know, as as radical or, or whatever with, with the fist and the lights and the Marines, it's very, people have been saying Hitlerian. Um, and, you know, I mean, just looking at the imagery of it all, you, you really can't make a good argument that it's not. Um, considering the type of operation this is with dozens of people working on it with tens of thousands, likely hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget, going into it, coordinating security, press, PR, all of that stuff uh, that goes into This is a huge operation. So you had to know that they knew that this would be pretty bad. Uh, and you had to know that it was intentional. But it's more or less blown up in, in their face. Uh, you know, I I, like many people, think that it was part of this was intended to uh, stoke up violence among uh, people on the right, like myself. Um, and and I agree with all the broadcasters that came out afterward and said, this is an attempt to piss you off and to make you, uh, you know, reach for those preparations that you might have, to make you, uh, you some people say, load and make ready, take to the streets. Uh, Maxine Waters would say, get up in their faces and push back on them. This was an attempt to make you do that, and it it failed. Again, this is another thing that kind of blew up in their faces. But it turns out, more succinctly than me saying it, or anecdotally, 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 uh, you know, a poll shows that the majority of Americans oppose this dark MAGA divisive nonsense uh, that that Biden's trying to get across. Uh, so in this poll, 56% opposed the address while 44% said they supported it. Um, this is a reported, this is a Breitbart article, but that quote is from a Hill article. Uh, I just lost the quote. I was looking at it just a second ago. Hill poll showed a full 60% of Americans found it divisive for the president to denounce Donald Trump supporters as violent extremists. Again, it's one thing to say, guys, it's one thing to say that Donald Trump is bad, unsavory, uh, shouldn't have been in office, is a bad person, uh, um, you know, tried to gin up violence on January 6th. It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to say 
that the MAGA movement or ultra MAGA, that was another thing that they tried, just like they tried Latinx or Latinx or whatever. They keep trying to get the messaging just right. Uh, because if you can control the language, you can control the minds, you control the minds, you control the population and, and you know, do whatever evil crap you're trying to do. It wasn't Donald Trump is bad. It's his supporters are bad. That's you. That's me. That's 74 million voters. That's people that didn't have the courage to go out and vote for him because they felt like it would become some matter of public record. And that's all of the very regretful uh, Democrats who you see on all of these videos. Many of them, I've even recorded some out and about that said they will never vote for Joe Biden again. Many of them feel so betrayed by the Democrat Party, they're not voting at all or they're not voting Democrat for the foreseeable future. Uh, so would you consider those people, Trump supporters or, or dark MAGA or whatever? I don't know. Uh, but you know, on the high side, 60% of Americans found the divisive speech wrong. They are screwing up they being the ruling class, the radical ruling regime, they are messing up every step of the way. I feel like it's the Afghanistan pullout over and over again. So in the planning room, when this the vision of this is coming to fruition, no one pipes up and says, hey, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do it. Or better yet, I'm not going to be a part of it and throw their credentials on the table. They, you know, they're civilians, they can't throw their rank on the table. But throw your credentials on the table and say, hey, this is the bridge too far. This, this is going to cross the Rubicon for our country. This is going to lead you know, to a very terrible place. There's a theory out there, and I always have to be careful when I talk about these things because uh, science is almost anything but science at this point. Um, there used to be theories They used to be uh, forthcoming with, hey, this is what we think, the best we can tell with the instruments and tools that we have. Now they present everything as fact when they don't actually know. Um, they don't tell you that these are our best guesses. These are our theories. Um, some of it's tied up in grant money because they get the big grants. They get the big support from big daddy government. Uh, when they present things as fact-based and confident, and they don't want to hear think, 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 and we, we're attaching billions of dollars to it, uh, which is disingenuous. They, the scientists should have pushed back against big daddy government and said, no, we can't lie to you and tell you we know um, when we don't. That's what we need the money for. We're trying to study to find out. Will we find out? We hope so, but we don't know. Uh, so they changed, I think they changed the language because of the, the burden um, that being right and receiving grants and all that stuff put on the institution of science. Or maybe they're just a bunch of feckless morons and they, they don't care. And they just sold us down the river. Uh, but there's this theory that if you put a single point of anything in the physical universe inside a black hole, a single atom of it, uh, then there's this point, you know, you can see things being pulled into it and black holes and, and what they are. And all of, that's a whole nother conversation. But if you're seeing things going into it, there's a threshold, if you will, where if a single atom of matter of anything material goes into it, it has crossed the threshold and it belongs to the black hole now. It is going to be consumed. It's going in. It cannot rescue itself from that. 
Um, so if you were like me and you were just ultra curious, I see this in my son, my oldest son is, is me as a small child. Again, it's very interesting watching as a father. Um, but if you are super curious like me, then I would get captured by the black hole. I'd, I'd put my fingertip in or just just a little tip of a fingernail and I'd be captured. You know, you'd have to cut the finger off to save yourself from the black hole. Um, this is what it means to, to cross the Rubicon. They, they use the saying because that's the moment that you've gone too far. You've initiated something that can't be undone and going to the war that resulted in the, the collapse of the uh, Roman Empire is what happened. Um, or just, you know, you put that one piece of material in the black hole and now it's a steady march towards whatever's on the other side. We don't know what's on the other side of the black hole. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't know. Bill Nye doesn't know. Just don't listen to those guys when they tell you because they're idiots. Uh, they're very intelligent, but they're idiots. Uh, which brings me to... Uh, another, I, ha I have this theory, you know, if intelligence exists on kind of a dial, that's a 360 degree dial where zero is absolute stupidest, uh, you know, no intelligence at all. And 360 degrees, that place on the dial um, is the most brilliant, most, you know, almost all knowing. Uh, well, you know, the smartest person in the world, that 360 person is just one tick away from the stupidest person in the world. That's who their closest neighbor is. Um, and the rest of us live in the in-between. And in between 100 and 150 or whatever, on, on, or in between 120 and, and 250 on the 360-degree scale, uh, they, they can't seem to figure this out. This was a bad idea. This was a bad idea. Americans don't agree with it. If that was your plan, uh, conservatives, dark MAGA, as you call it, we are not falling for a call to violence if that was your plan. And man, you just look dumb. You look like you're trying to look like authoritarian, strong, and powerful, and you look like a fat baby in a suit. That, that's what you actually look like. You, you, Joe Biden looks like a fat baby here. Can we zoom in on this? Let's see if we can get in there. He looks like a fat baby, thrown a fit, and probably needs to have his diaper changed. And based on his experience at the Vatican, that just might be so, that he needs to have his diaper changed. Maybe that's why his brow is furrowed, because it doesn't feel good. Does it, Joe? No, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good having that poo-poo in your diaper. Freaking president of the United States. All right. So uh, another thing I want to talk about with you guys, and we'll probably just wrap here because I've got an awesome video that I'm making, uh, but I need to do some major cleaning and rearranging in the office to be able to make it. Uh, but anyway, you don't care about that. Uh, yeah, and then I still have videos that need to be edited that are just sitting here on these hard drives. You don't care about that either. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot of work. You can support that work by going to djmobleyshow.com and uh, getting yourself some awesome merch. I'm not wearing this shirt, but I have it up here in the queue anyway. It's my most popular shirt. It's my Joe Biden one star. Would not recommend shirt. You can get it at djmobleyshow.com. Uh, it's actually the only place you can get it. There are two Chinese knockoffs that I am aware of. They're sold on Amazon and eBay. 
Uh, if you want that itchy, nasty, communist-infused shirt, then go ahead. Don't buy mine. I don't give a crap. But if you want a, a solid, uh, you know, American product, you know, softest cotton that you've ever felt, uh, Bell and Canvas three thousand uh, shirts, then go to my website. You can also get this one, the one that I am wearing today. My AR fifteen identifies as you can't see the whole thing. Identifies as a stick. Uh, one of my favorite shirts. I am going to be releasing uh, a violent extremist uh, uh, line, you know, with things like the Gadsden flag, the do not tread on me, uh, things like uh, come and take it, the Betsy Ross flag, which is actually an official flag of the United States back when the 13 colonies became states and were the United States. Uh, Yeah, I'm probably going to be releasing some stuff. I've got shirts with the American flag on it already. I'm not sure just yet. If Merrick Garland and the jackbooted Department of Injustice boys, if they've actually added the American flag to the violent extremist list uh, or the militia violent extremist or whatever, it's it's very interesting. You know, the military uniform has a flag on it, uh, and the 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 unclass we so what we saw was the unclassified version of that. I gotta wonder what the classified version of the the FBI's. Militia extremists, militia violent extremists. I think they call them MVEs now. Who the heck knows? They're always coming up with it. It was homegrown at one time. It was uh, extremists, violent extremists, homegrown violent extremists. And now it's militia violent extremists, uh, which is a flagrant attempt to target anyone who supports the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment has the word militia in it. The Second Amendment also says being necessary for the security of a free state. Uh, So getting rid of your arms and getting rid of any possibilities of militias, try and start a militia. You can't, the government won't let you. It's against the law, uh, which is so, so interesting. Um, the thing that is necessary for the security of a free state is actually uh, against the law. <clears throat> the ATF is trying to make firearms illegal, basically. Uh, you know, anything that looks scary, anything they don't like, they're going to make it illegal. It's not against the law, but it's against their rules and regulations and disobeying their rules, their regulations is a felony, which is, I don't know how that works. Congress doesn't seem to care. SCOTUS doesn't seem to care. Uh, Biden is dark matter. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Uh, So, yeah. But I mean, I I wouldn't know, you know, because apparently I ain't black because I didn't vote for him. Uh, So, that's funny. Uh, Yeah. We've got Bill Tell in the chat. Uh, oh my gosh, did they? Here he's saying they just seized Mike Lindell's phone. I wanna. Oh, I misspelled seized. Okay, now I spelled it right now. Wow. Yeah, this is um. Well, here I'll be a little slow on this because I'm reading so. All right, sorry for taking you guys to MSDNC, but they uh, seem to have it. Mike Lindell, the election-denying crackpot and pillow salesman. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is why... (laughs) I'm going to put it up one more time, guys. This is why you need to go to MyPillow.com right now I don't even care if you use promo code Mobley and I get some or if you just send it all to Mike because this obviously means that he's involved in more lawsuits. He's already got $30 million in. This is exactly why uh, 
why you need to support American companies. You need to support people like me, creators trying to uh, help build the the entertainment aspect and the cultural aspect of the new economy, uh, as well as business people like Mike, uh, Mike Lindell, MikeLindell.com, promo code Mobley. Um, but this is what we're this is what we're up against. So, uh, just in case you're unfamiliar. <clears throat> We don't hold any power. We don't have any control of any institutions, all of the government institutions. Uh, they're headed by senior executive service members. There were 1,000 when Obama took office. There were 7,000 when Obama left office. So he brought in 6,000 of his closest jackbooted brown shirt issuing, uh, you know, culture-stealing, mind-robbing thugs. He brought 6,000 of them to be the permanent you know, deep state. If you don't know what an SES member is, this is like a Dr. Fauci. Uh, Dr. Fauci, Michelle Swinnick just texted me. I bet it's about Mike's phone. Um, no, it's not. Oh, Getter, you got there are so many of you over there watching. I don't even have it up on the screen. Let me, uh, here, let me pull this over here. Yeah, sorry to the Getter and Rumble crowd. You guys are probably... You know, why is Joe forsaken us? No, I didn't forsake you. Forsook, is that even a word? Um, all right, let's let's get in there. Sorry, guys. And I like Getter. I like Getter the most. I'll be on. There are so many social media platforms. Now, my most intimate platform is Locals and where I put pictures of my family and we have our little chats and stuff over there. Um, but Getter is really awesome. Uh, Really awesome platform. All right, how do I do this? There we go. There we go. Okay, so I can see uh, I can see your comments on Getter now because there were over a hundred people over here. Sorry about that. Thanks for the text, Michelle. Uh, maybe I should text Michelle back this link, and I will do that now because it's a live show, and I can uh, kind of do what I want. The, the old, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to just popped into my head. Um, I won't be uh, crying on here if that's all right. Uh, maybe I'll tell a crying story. But this this is why, good night. This is why we don't have any power. We don't control any institutions at all. Uh, the one institution that you could argue that we control, the church and the major religious institution, has been infiltrated in undeniable ways. And especially, guys, you all know that I'm a Christian, but like my Catholic brothers and sisters out there, just wow. Like how you feel about Pope Francis and and your your submission to his authority, like it it just it makes me consider a lot. Um, and the whole papacy situation, obviously, I don't get down with that uh, because I think it's antithetical to scripture. Because my Bible, when I crack it open, it says that there is no veil. There's no longer a need for an intermediary. There is no intermediary other than the one Christ Jesus, who is my direct link to God the Father. His spirit lives in me, the whole thing. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. God is is the person who I can pray with in Jesus to pray directly to go boldly before his throne in Jesus name and then his spirit lives inside me so because of those reasons I'm out like I I'm I'm Mark Cuban on that you know for these reasons 
Catholicism, I'm out. Um, but it just, it seems to me that there's been a major infiltration when we're thinking about the pro-life debate um, in the in the Catholic Church with everything that's gone on. Forget about sex crimes. I'm not even talking about that. I, I'm talking about just basic misunderstandings. I'm not a theologian, but you know, very often what the Bible says in plain English ought to be taken in plain English, uh, which is why God chose to give us his revelation in written words so we didn't have to go whispering into each other's ears, uh, doing that whole whisper thing anymore and playing telephone game with God's word. It's written down. You can read it. Uh, if you can read, if you're educated in American schools, you might not be able to read. So I, I, I hear that. Uh, uh, seven out of 10 Virginian kids can't read at grade level. Uh, not black kids, not black and brown, or my, no, seven out of 10, period. Okay. There's all the kids. They can't read. They can't cut whole numbers in half. They don't know what half of 100 is. Uh, gave them four quarters and asked them to split them in half. They couldn't do it. Um, but anyway, we don't have any institutions of power. All, the left has all the institutions of power, the government agencies, the deep state, those permanent, nameless, faceless officials that run your life like Dr. Fauci before the COVID pandemic. You didn't know who he was. You didn't care who he was. He just dictated the conditions of your life for you and got his huge, largest government employee salary for it. Uh, Obama brought in 6,000 more of those. 1,000 plus 6,000 is 7,000 total. So those people will run your lives forever. They will run your children's children's lives. We don't have any of the power. You look at Hollywood, you look at entertainment, Disney, uh, TV. We don't have any institutional power at all. And they use this. They kicked the sitting president of the United States off of social media platforms. Uh, they didn't conspire to do it, but they all did it at the same time on the same day. It was kind of a 9-11 situation. Like physics was suspended three times in a row at the same place at the same time within an hour of each other. Uh, but that's an episode for a topic for another episode. But here they go using, this is what they say with their power. This is honest reporting, guys. This is a completely fair, balanced, no slant at all, just the news and you get to make your opinion. And it opens with Mike Lindell, the election denying crackpot and pillow salesman, because that's all he is. He sells so many pillows, guys. This man right here built the company that was the highest selling group of SKUs in Walmart. Okay. And they're trying to make him out to be one. It's not a secret that Mike has had, uh, has dealt with addiction in his past, has dealt with drug addiction. It's actually part of his testimony, part of his speaking, uh, his, his public speaking, you know, uh, storytelling. It, it's not a secret. But election-denying crackpot pillow salesman. Don't listen to him. He's a pillow salesman. Let me ask you a question. How much money do you think this pillow salesman has? He's not going around door-to-door -door, um, saying, hey, you want to buy my pillow? It's soft pillow, and I'm a crackhead. No, that's not what's going on. This man has spent more than $30 million fighting for your freedom, and they are trying to, this is called an ad hominem. They are trying to discredit the man. They're trying to discredit his life's work, and they're trying to discredit his philosophies, his theological beliefs, and his political ideological beliefs based on the fact that he questions the election. Pretty reasonable. The fact that he they're calling him a crackpot, which I would, I 
this is uh, this is journalism, so this is published. I I would take offense with that, and he probably could and should sue. Uh, and pillow salesman. Okay, well, the, you know, calling Mike Lindell a pillow salesman is like calling Henry Ford a tire salesman. That's how misguided, that's how great an attempt to discredit this man is. And that's the first sentence. Was one of a few pro-Trump conspiracy theorists to have their phone seized this week by the FBI. The FBI, guys, the... (laughs) I don't even know what to say about the FBI. here, let's let's get this video file in here. I played this at the end of the show yesterday, just real quick. But um, man, I don't know if you should have showed me this, William Tell. It's gonna get me all fired up and kicked off YouTube. Uh, all right, here we go. I played this video at the end of the show yesterday, and uh, and if you missed it, that's fine. Yeah, here it is again. For every conservative, this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up down to kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. All right. So the thing there, the the thing there that Steve said that I, I have to say that I agree that this is what you're seeing. These are the dark days of a dying republic. This is what happens. These are the signs. This is it for you, sleeping person. These are the last days of a dying republic. Read Plato's Republic. Read The Wealth of Nations. Read a freaking history book. Read Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Read The Art of War. Read a military handbook. Read the ranger handbook. Learn how to wage war. Learn about the psychological aspects of war, the propaganda elements of war. Just one, guys, just read anything. I mean, I was reading my show. I wasn't preparing for the show. I was sitting here reading this book. Um, It's a good book. It's an old one. It's called, here, we'll plug this guy, Robert Hicks. I was reading this. It's The Masculine Journey by Robert Hicks. Uh, understanding the six stages of manhood. You know, it's really interesting. I'm only about 30 pages into this sucker. Um, but uh, here, let me put Mike Lindell away for a sec. Um, what's interesting about this is it's an older book, but man, it has so just already 30 pages into it. I'm excited to finish it. Um, forward by John Trent, uh, Dr. John Trent. But he's, he's just talking about, he wrote a book, I forget what it's called, but he wrote a, a book previous to this where he realized that he, in his pursuit of what it is to be masculine, masculine journey, uh, he realized that he didn't define what it is to be a man. And this is like 96 or something. This is a while ago. Um, let me see if I can find it. And there's definitely some wisdom, 93. 1993. There's definitely some wisdom in reading older books because newer books are filled with a bunch of nonsense. Unfortunately, even like Bible commentaries or devotionals, they can be filled with a bunch of nonsense. Um, just make sure that you're going to the source, okay? Um, make make sure you are going to the source. So this isn't the source. The Bible's the source, but this is an excellent 
resource uh, created by a believer. So this man understands that he's a biological man created in God's image and he's doing the Lord's work. And this is a tool that he, uh, you know, feels that uh, he was called to write. But he's, he's, he realized in his first book that he didn't really describe what it is to be a man. What is a man? Uh, which, you know, that that's step one of defining masculinity. So he kind of, I, I didn't read the first book and I don't want to say he poo-pooed the bed, but he was going on the interview series that you go on when you write a book. Um, and he's realizing that while he's sitting on a view type show um, with a bunch of women talking nonsense. So. But uh, <sighs> toxic masculinity. You know what's really toxic? Feminism. Feminism is toxic. And um, man, we can talk all about that. I, I'm going to have Lisa Reynolds on the show uh, later this week. And maybe we'll talk about that because, you know, how far be it for me, a, a man, uh, you know, the patriarchy incarnate uh, speaking about women or women's issues. By the way, we got to be the only patriarchy who has uh, bent over backwards to serve women in our society. Women always come out on top in, in the lawsuits and uh, women women can commit the same level of crimes. They'll the same types of crimes, the same exact crimes, they'll get lower sentences if they get convicted at all. Uh, we've got whole departments of, of women's health. Uh, you know, we the Department of Labor has a bunch of little subordinate agencies uh, for women's health and, and women's rights in the workplace. Uh, but almost all workplace-related injuries and deaths are to men uh, and happen to men. And there are zero of those agencies reporting on and, and finding solutions to or trying to look into uh, male issues at work that we it's, it's very interesting for a patriarchy. We really bend over backwards to serve women, to exalt women, uh, to make sure that women's rights are protected. Um, and it's not equal, it's better than. It's we want the same amount of pay for less work. Uh, I, I want to work for 40 hours and get paid, but the man who works for 50 hours gets paid. Um, but anyway, that we'll, we'll get on feminism to other times. So he realizes he doesn't define what a man is, what masculinity is. So he comes back to do it here. And in those same, that same series, he's having these conversations with these, uh, with these woke women. They were like the pre-wokesters. I think this is second wave feminist or whatever. Um, and uh, third wave, actually. What are we on? Fourth wave? Who knows? All of it is kind of nonsense. Uh, but she, she's telling him, well, you know, a man, the thing that will make a man manly is he needs to embrace the, the, um, the feminine desires within him. He needs to embrace the, basically the little girl or the woman in him. And he asked this insane woman, like brilliantly, because you can start arguing and explaining, but he asked her, how do you know that all men Every man on earth, how do you know that all men have this little woman inside them that needs to be discovered and they need to tap into? And it went about like that. She had no idea. Can you point me to any studies, any data, any research to support the total bogus science fiction, idiotic sounding theory Presented as fact, but theory, this idea that you had in your bubble bath with your Chardonnay, that there's a little woman inside, man. That's what they need to tap into. There is not a little woman inside man. Inside a man is supposed to be a warrior, a discerner, 
and and a protector who is who who can be a beast who can destroy everything and who has the discipline not to that's what's inside of that's that's what's inside of a man who was placed there by god uh there is no little woman inside of man but anyway uh the masculine journey it's by robert hook hicks uh reading it's it's gonna save the nation maybe i should try and get him on the show i know nothing about this man i don't know if he's still alive or anything uh, tell dropping some books, a hundred percent, nineteen eighty four, Animal Farm for you people that aren't really big readers. Uh, yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent books. Um, yeah, nineteen eighty four. Oh, not tell Casey Gates in the chat. Uh, Casey, you got to keep me honest. I need to have Zoom chats or maybe private Streamyard chats for the locals community, but I keep not setting it up. But I need to do three or four of them a month, all right? So keep me honest, man. Make me do it. Uh, 1984, Animal Farm. Yeah, read, man, once you start reading and things start being elucidated to you, elucidate, that's a word that you'll learn if you start reading, um, then you can kind of see all this stuff happen in real time. You can kind of connect the dots and you can see, you know, there's some people who don't believe in in the, uh, uh, what is it called? The fourth wave? It's uh, my brain is jumbling stuff around. Fourth turning. Some people don't believe in that, and that's fine. Happy to have a conversation about it. Uh, happy to be proven wrong about things. Um, but you know, the great philosopher uh, says, the great philosopher says there seems to be an order to the universe. Um, it 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 appears that things aren't just random. Weren't created through the chaos of an explosion, which makes about as much sense as throwing a grenade into a room. And when you go into that room, uh, the explosion of the grenade created a vending machine. Instead of destroying everything in the room, that's what's going to happen. That's what's always happened. That's the only thing that ever happens as the result of an explosion. But maybe that one time, you throw the grenade into the room and it creates maybe a vending machine or a Mustang or a glass of water. Uh, yeah, but we don't have any power at all. And they're using their power to villainize, to vilify everyone who believes in securing the blessings of freedom for ourselves and our posterity. And Mike Lindell is he's one of those guys at the top of the list. Donald Trump, Mike Lindell, General Mike Flynn. Dr. Simone Gold, who just who just wanted people to be able to make their own decisions and to have medical autonomy, not her making decisions, not empowering herself in any way. This is the same argument people used against uh, the Supreme Court and against uh, Clarence Thomas. You know, just some guy, some guy who happens to be one of the most brilliant legal minds the world's ever known. But yeah, just some guy. Uh, they try and say, oh, they're taking our rights away. No, 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 no. The, the court can and has taken your rights away in certain aspects. He's giving it back. He's saying, no, 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 We don't get to decide. Congress doesn't get to decide. He says, you get to decide. Man. Man, this is what Michelle texted me. Thanks. So he broke, this broke yesterday, apparently, and it broke on, uh, he broke it on his show. 
I missed Mike's show yesterday because I have to prepare for my own shows. Uh, didn't technically have to prepare for this one, but I didn't know that we were going to have those IT issues that we had. And this episode would actually be happening in the future. So I'm going to be speaking with Adam Hardage uh, next Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but anyway, good night. Freaking FBI strikes again. Must be nice. Um, but yes, this is true. Uh, Fed boys, they did they did uh, seize one Mike Lindell's phone, which is always so funny when they do stuff like that because they they got everything that's on, you know, they got everything on the phone already. You guys, who are you trying to fool? You don't have to try and fool us. We know. We know you're you're in there poking around, looking at things. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. We're not worried. Oh, yeah, we don't. We don't have anything to hide. Uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Where's my show planner? Da-da-da-da-da. All right. Well, forget what I was talking about. We'll end with this. I've talked about it on this show before. I will talk about it again. And if you don't like it, then too bad. It's it's my show. Get your own show. You can talk about what you want to talk about. Um, here, let me run through some of these comments and then I'll end with that. Emmanuel, God with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. So basically, the deep state is to blame for most of this. Uh, but you got to understand here. Let me pull up that. Um, was that on Twitter? You got to understand how things have transpired here in the States. It doesn't make any sense. Um, this is something that does make sense. This is, of course, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, one general and first American president, George Washington. Dear America, please stop referring to members of the Senate and House as our leaders. We do not answer to them. They are merely our representatives. And they should be reminded of that fact often. I couldn't agree more. I don't even like the language of leader of the this or leader of the that inside the United States Congress. Uh, that makes about as much sense as this. Joe Mobley Enterprises is bustling, and and I'm you know the the enterprise is worth five hundred million dollars, and I've got. 10,000 employees, and I can't be at all of these meetings and meeting with all of these stakeholders, so I send my assistant. I send my assistant or I send other managers around uh, on my behalf, kind of as an ambassador, someone to go to the meeting to represent me and my interest and to uh, put, you know, squash things that I would obviously be opposed to and to put forward ideas that I obviously have. And they know that because of our relationship, because they go to the source and speak with me. That would be like me calling that assistant who goes to meetings to come back and tell me the salient points, the leader. They're not. They're the representative. They're the representative. We're representatives of Christ. I'm not Christ leader. I'm nothing. A little flick of dust that he can just pluck off into oblivion. 
We're being sent as representatives. They are supposed to be representing our interests. Instead, they have this big-headed idea that they are leading us. No, 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 no. This is how we get into the school board nonsense. That I'm at a school board meeting last night. And while I am there, I get an email, two emails, because they sent it out from two different addresses, that the Loudoun County Public Schools is now requiring some kind of mandatory... Uh, assessment and other bullcrap to see if kids have special needs and if they're getting the services they need satisfactorily. Thus saith Big Daddy government and underline. I think it was bolded, but I, I think it was bolded and underlined. But I know it was underlined. It said this includes homeschoolers. Bullshit. No, I no. My kids are not subject to the authority of Loudoun County Public Schools. They're not. They're homeschooled. They receive their education from us. We used to use a program called Our Father's World, which is teaching them to have a biblical worldview and to know that God created the universe and not a bunch of idiotic theories that they're peddling that they know nothing about. Also, a bunch of this evolution stuff and, and science and physics and all, that's not anti-God. God's not anti-science. If you idiots bothered to read Genesis, you'd realize that science is slowly discovering what God said at the first place in the beginning. Science is just now discovering how light can come into creation and move out in every direction and the universe seems to be expanding, almost as if a supreme being said, let there be light, and it was so, and it has been moving in every direction because, again, science catching up, an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by another uh, uh, object or force. Science is just constantly, quote, catching up to what God of the Bible said from the beginning. Man, but the, the freaking school board, that, that, pissed me off to no end. I'm so glad that I, I was texting my wife because I was just pissed off about it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're not doing any of that stuff. You can't come and evaluate my children. And I hope and pray that you do not send some social worker or, or one of your blue-haired, uh, you know, mask-wearing, quote, educators to my house to force their way in. It is not going to work out, okay? That is not going to be a good time. Uh, it's not going to be a good time for me. You can watch any of the hundreds and thousands of publicly available uh, videos of, of cops being forced to shoot stuff because the bad guy determines the level of force, not the police officer in 99% of cases. Um, yeah, but uh, no, no. Uh, uh, maybe I should send this to Scott Ziegler, superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools. Uh, who just asked for $100,000 for an assistant for his assistant because there is so, so much work uh, being done there. Um, uh, but yeah, same thing, you know, dear Loudoun County School Board, uh, dear Board of Supervisors, dear, uh, dear whomever, this is the new letter, you are not leaders, you're servants, you're public servants providing a service, one, that's an opt-in service. It, it, the stuff with the schools, we need to get rid of the Department of Education immediately. The Department of Education has done anything but educate. 
there has been a direct correlation with the establishment of the Department of Education and the stupefaction of American youth, okay? Test scores and education outcomes have plummeted since the establishment of the Department of Education. And as a product of public school, I guarantee you, I've done all of my learning like this, reading books and seeking wise counsel and getting in the word of God. That's how I did my education. I guarantee when I graduated from the the indoctrination camps before I went to Liberty, because I went to public school down in Virginia Beach, I guarantee if I would have taken any of the tests that middle schoolers took in, say, 100 years ago, I'd fail. And you would too. You would fail it. 100% of the time. This is freaking nonsense. Uh, See, now I just went off on a tangent about the school board. I don't even remember what I was speaking about before. Our representatives suck. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's 100% true. Smart guy. Don't let hormones ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. There are a lot of interpretations out there of this verse, there is a verse that says, for man, do not give your power over to a woman. Uh, means a lot of things. It probably really means something that we're not going to talk about here on YouTube. Uh, kind of something more closely aligned to the marriage bed is undefiled. Uh, but uh, we're, we're trying to run a family-friendly show here. Black and white men are under attack. A hundred thousand percent, yes. Men are under attack. Uh, because men and parents are the natural protectors, so they have to get rid of uh, the the authority of both. They have to get rid of parents. They have to get rid of men, of fathers, of husbands. Uh, Margaret Sanger knew this. Lyndon Baines Johnson, the great American racist president, knew this. Probably more racist than presidents that were president during actual slavery, uh, because you know he knew better. It wasn't the social norm at the time. He was just a bigot. Uh, what? I, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, uh, yeah, Casey's on fire today. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Um, on that front, not calling for any kind of anything. Uh, just saying, you know, the Bible says the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. It also says the Lord prepares my hands for battle uh, and uh, prepares my hands for war. Uh, and, you know, if you're just a pure cultural person, then Sun Tzu, you know, the great war philosopher um, said, uh, sweat more in peacetime, bleed less in wartime. So, Take any of those statements to mean whatever it is that you would take them to mean. Uh, you know, maybe maybe throw some heavy stuff on your body and go for walks. Could call it a ruck. Could just call it a walk. Uh, just just prepare as you are able. Uh, yes, our heroes are being demonized, and we're we're exalting all of the wrong things. And I've been saying this again on this program so many times. That idea of normalizing, if you're trying to normalize something, that means it's not normal. Sorry, but that that's kind of the, the fly in the ointment with the idea of normalizing something. Uh, like, say, uh, gay sex. Without saying it's wrong, and it is, it's not normal. That's why you have to try and normalize it. 
or or threesomes and throuples and and the the monkeypox filled orgies. So those things aren't normal. Um, that's why their efforts to normalize them. Sorry, I said it. Uh, I'm not really sorry. You guys know that. Uh, yeah, art of war, hundred um, percent. All right, so now I I am ready. I'm ready to actually end the show uh, and talk about. Okay, where's the note? There it is. The positivity bias. There are so many of us out there that we we know. Uh, here, let me just get in this. Boom. We know the atrocities of the past. There, there are a lot of us that know this stuff. We're nerds. Uh, we, we geek out on history. You know, it's, it's a favorite topic of ours. But we suffer from this positivity bias that says it can't happen again. It won't happen again. It can't happen here. It can't happen in my country, my state. It can't happen to my family. It can't happen to me. And I got to tell you guys, it can happen here. It can happen in your state. It can happen to you, to your family. It can happen to people that you care about. And these things have always happened. The the thing that's unimaginable, you need to straighten out your imagination because not only is it within the realm of human possibility, it's actually happened. Government and and man, we've committed the most heinous atrocities uh, over each other than anyone with rulers like Caligula, Nero, um uh Nebuchadnezzar. You had the oh, was it the oh man, uh-oh, was it the Incas? No, it wasn't it was the Aztecs, I think. They killed 84,000 people in a long weekend in four days. Uh, without missiles and bombs and weapons, without the with without the modern techniques that we have to commit atrocities. Just think about the proficiency that these men had in violence. Uh, ooh, on combat and on killing. Uh, Colonel Dave Grossman. Those are great books as well. Talks about the psychological aspects of killing um, in in peace and in war. So to include um, self defense and uh, police scenarios, not just wartime scenarios. Uh, great books. I'm reading on combat uh, right now. I've already read on killing. Um, I yeah, it, it's an incredible book. Um, but these these guys were incredibly proficient killers to kill 84,000 people in four days in a long weekend, Friday to Monday. I, I wouldn't even know how to go about that. Like you, you need to have such proficiency, um, you know, and we see this artwork, people that they're holding their, the way that they would kill the babies is they would just grab them by the leg and swing them and bang them up against a tree and then just drop the body there. And, and you think, man, this is terrible. It is terrible and it's been done. And these atrocities are still happening around the world. You have got to take the security blanket away. And it, it's just blinders. You just have the security blanket of of naivety. It, it, and I don't understand it. This positivity bias as an adult, it is completely irresponsible to to live in that way it it just is it really is you have a responsibility you need to you know they keep saying oh people were doomed to, uh were doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past and you know if you don't learn your history you're doomed to repeat it 
they're, they're cute little bumper stickers, but they're 100% true. This is why we fight for the preservation of history for the rebel flag, for the Native American imagery in, in the country. Not teaching the Holocaust to Germans, not teaching the gulag camps to the death camps to Russians does nothing to help a German or a Russian not be aware of what has happened. It, it just doesn't. So some would say that's part of your civic duty that you have a responsibility uh, to do these things. Oh, I'm, you know, I think I looked at Rumble and it didn't show me, uh, it didn't show me the question. I think Rumble does something weird. I think you have to be there the whole time. I don't think to see the chat history. No, that's not true. You can see the chat history. So, well, at least there's something on the screen. Um, let's throw it up there. Uh, the Dems are going full throttle, 100% agree. Um, and well, actually, while I'm doing that, I better check the getter comments too. Joe Mobley is a legend. I think you're the only one that thinks that. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, send me, never salty, send me uh, an email, ask at djmobleyshow.com, and I'll send you some merch. Uh, anyway, back over to. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Back over to Rumble. Uh, oh, thanks, Case, for dropping Masculine Journey in there. How can the ATF create a rule that they enforce as law? Where's Article 1, Section 1? Or where in Article 1, Section 1 does the ATF create law? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, frankly, they, they do it completely illegally. And... Um, that, yeah, they do it completely illegally because you're right. It doesn't say in Article 1 when they're talking about those just powers of the executive, uh, it, it's not there at all. This is, exactly what, um, this is exactly what Justice Thomas is arguing in his, which case was it? It was, it was either the Dobbs-Jackson decision or the EPA versus, uh, West Virginia versus EPA decision. Um, Justice... Thomas wrote a concurrence that talks about, oh, what is the word? It, it's like a legal doctrine, uh, delegation of authority doctrine. Uh, he talks about it being unconstitutional because what happens is uh, the executive, the, the literal executive, okay, not, not living document, the, the Constitution and Declaration are over here. That's why I point over here. Um, so not, not a living document, a, a literal document where you can just read the words and they mean what they say, um, says the, the president, the actual executive, not the executive branch, the actual president is responsible for the administration of justice, uh, for the administration of the laws, to see that the laws are executed. Congress has the equity, the stakehold, the stake in writing the laws. The president has the stake in executing the laws. The judiciary has their stake in the law is, is it just? Is it constitutional? The, the, the way that they go about finding out if it's a just law is filtering it through the just document that is the Constitution. They kept doing this delegation of authority doctrine idea when the president, the executive, shirked his responsibility at some time in history to administer 
the law and decided, I want to create an executive agency, an administrative agency. This is the administrative state uh, to handle this responsibility of my office. Uh, and we'll say it's the IRS the, to have the auditing piece, or we'll say it's um, we have a problem with counterfeiting. So we'll stand up the secret service and they will find and snuff out counterfeiter, counterfeiting currency or other than United States currency, where states are trying to have their own uh, pseudo currencies, um, which is dangerous and devalues the dollar, kind of like what China is doing now. Um, they knew back then in history, Americans are smart enough to know that, that was a problem. So they tried to fix it uh, through these administrative or executive agencies using the term interchangeably. Well, then, uh, so the executive is, is delegating authority to these agencies to carry out these aspects of administering justice, uh, executing the laws. Um, Congress still has the power of the purse. So Congress has to fund these agencies so they could do uh, whatever it is. And they're, they're acting under the authority of the president, basically. Um, and that's still correct till this day. Uh, executive agencies, they're acting under the authority of the executive. Now, Congress, this is where they poop the bed. The government has a desire to do things that are unconstitutional, to do things that are illegal, and they have switched into tactician and strategist mode where they're trying to figure out how can I accomplish this without violating that, without violating the Constitution? How can I create a gun registry, um, but I can't do it by law? Maybe I'll have the, the financial institutions create a classification for firearms and firearms-related materials like ammo, targets, um, slings, gun accessories, and guns. And we'll have the banks do it, and they can just send it all to me. So it's not a law. It's just their, their random fiscal policy type thing. They're, they're trying to... They have a strategy, which is the strat the strategic thing is the goal in mind, the tactics are how you go about the things you do to get that goal. So tactics and strategies. So they're using the tactic of skirting around the Constitution. Uh, Congress sees this. They're seeing the executive being able to do this. And then Congress goes, hmm, I have to run for re-election. So I don't want to do or say anything unsavory or sponsor or pass any laws that are unsavory and that will give my constituents a bad taste in their mouth because then I'm out of office. Um, so how can we get rid of silencer suppressor? A lot of argument there, guys. It does suppress the sound, but the actual patent is it's called the silencer. So I kind of am on both sides of the fence on that issue. Uh, does it silence a weapon? No. Uh, you can still hear the action of the weapon. Uh, but you know, how can I get rid of silencers? How can I? Uh, get rid of things that look scary on firearms or short-barreled rifles because a gun becomes so much more deadly when the barrel's shorter. Actually, because of physics, a gun is more deadly when the barrel's longer because it has a greater terminal velocity. Um, so you shoot someone three football fields away with a short-barrel rifle, pretty positive they're going to survive. If I shoot them with this 16-inch rifle right here, so when you go from 12 inches to 16 inches, that's a lot more lethality over a greater distance. So the longer gun is deadlier. This gun can shoot someone twice as far and kill them than a short barrel rifle. But Pete Buttigieg is an idiot and the ATF, you know, are, are dumb and don't make any sense. So concealability, 
A rifle's not something you can conceal, guys. Uh, I I get it. You can put it in a bag. I can throw this into a duffel bag. I can throw this into... Uh, oh, I play baseball. Uh, uh, a uh, baseball bag, a bat bag. I can throw it into a bat bag. I can throw six of these into a bat bag. The thing, uh, A rifle's not actually concealable because to kill people with it, you got to take it out and use it. And while that's happening, pretty sure everyone can see exactly what's going on. Oh, yes, it's it's that person with the rifle. Well, uh, is it a 10-inch rifle or a 16-inch rifle? Because I'd feel so much better if it was 16 because 10 is so much deadlier and scarier. And it's like, no, actually, you're an idiot. It's it's the reverse. The longer the barrel, the the technically the deadlier the weapon. Uh, especially if it's one that holds, you know, a standard capacity magazine, not a high capacity. 30 rounds is standard capacity, not high. High is a hundred round magazine. That's high capacity. 30 is standard. Um, but anyway, what do I know? I just, you know, carried guns for a living for a good long time. Um, Congress sees this. They don't want anyone to find their actions as unsavory. So I have to believe they pick up the phone and they call the president. They say, hey, you have that agency that does X, Y, or Z. Um, we want them to do this, but it, it's kind of against the law and we don't really want to pass a law and then we'll send it to you and you'll sign it. Then all of our names are on it. Um, could they just do it on their own? Uh, could could the ATF just say that short guns are not allowed? They could call it a rule or regulation. Um, well, what happens if, if people don't follow them? Well, then they'll go to prison and they'll become a felon. It, it's it's pseudo laws. And the reason that it happened is because of the delega- delegation of authority doctrine, which SCOTUS is going in on hard. Thomas wrote that in his concurrence um, with EPA versus West Virginia, where he said the EPA has tremendously overstepped their authority. They have no authority um, to regulate in this way. Only the federal Congress has the authority to regulate in this way because it's actually legislation. That legislation needs to be passed in the House and the Senate, survive committee, and it needs to be signed by the sitting president of the United States. You know, the bill on Capitol Hill, that kind of thing. And the bill just gets tossed aside with rules, regulations, and executive orders. Um, Man, that was a long answer. But Jay Short, that's how they did that. It's really freaking stupid. It's unconstitutional. And we're starting to see little signs that that is being undone um, by the cases that are on the docket at the Supreme Court. Because the legal arguments argued in West Virginia versus EPA, and the uh, oftentimes read the decision, but read the concurrences and the dissents, folks. Because what the justices do, you might not be aware of this, but what they do with their brilliant legal minds is they pave the way for you, for the future, to bring cases. Everyone got super upset with Justice Kavanaugh when he said that he's not, in in his concurrence to the Dobbs decision, he said that he's not willing to hear a personhood argument. What he's signaling to you is if you come to this court and you try and make this argument, it will fail. And he could be signaling it to you because it's his closely held belief or because he know that he has a colleague on the court that is not, persuadable based on that argument. So he's giving you a wink, a smile, and a nod to say, don't talk to us about this. Talk to us about something else. Clarence Thomas goes 
further because he's a craftier justice. He's the, the senior most justice at the time. And he tells you straight up what legal arguments will work. He says there's no such thing as substantive due process. The court made that up and it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. He also said uh, this delegation of authority that is wildly popular in our government practice is illegal. It's unconstitutional. And it is the position of this court that we are undoing all that nonsense. So it was the, the same case that was brought by West Virginia against the EPA can be brought by you or your state against the ATF, against the IRS, against all of these uh, regulatory overreach agencies that pass laws, but call them rules and regulations. And they just they just pass them all the time. ATF right now, they're coming out with a rule. Oh, I was just reading it. They're coming out with a rule about AR pistols. Um, so an AR pistol is a rifle, but it has a pistol grip, a barrel shorter than 16 inches. And instead of a stock, it has a brace that looks exactly like the stock, but it has this little this little um, Velcro thing on it that you're supposed to wrap around your arm. And it's supposed to be, the weapon's supposed to be braced on your cheek, not on your shoulder. But if during the operation of the weapon, it comes off of the cheek and makes contact with the shoulder like you shoulder a rifle. They say that's okay as long as that wasn't the intended firing position. So you can literally pull it up. It looks and feels like a rifle. You can put it on your cheek, fire around, put it in your shoulder and go. And the ATF says that's okay because the ATF is completely full of crap. Um, but the legal arguments made in West Virginia versus EPA uh, those same legal arguments, the delegation of authority doctrine being illegal, can be brought against all of these other agencies um, because short power rifles are not illegal. Right now, today, they're not illegal. Not having a tax stamp on a fully automatic weapon, uh, on a uh, um, uh, short power rifle, or I guess any weapon that has a suppressor, um, short barrel, standard barrel, whatever. Uh, all of these NFA type things, not having that tax stamp and the paperwork and having them registered with the Fed and all that bull crap, uh, it's not illegal. It's against their rules. Uh, I called the state rep and they said courts are going to have to sort this out, folks. We are on our own. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 100% true. Da 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 da. I want to say what you guys did exist and you're going to just bend over. I think that all of the, the, I think that a huge percentage of executive and administrative agencies need to be done away with. Uh, the IRS, they're supposed to be an auditing agency. Now they're a tyrannical law enforcement agency. They come to your door and they say, it's completely against common law. It's against the constitution. They come to your door. They say, uh, prove to us that you haven't committed a crime for this three to five year period. Uh, we will determine if the evidence that you bring is valid or enough. And if we determine that it's not, then you go to prison and you owe us a bunch of money. Uh, that That's nonsense. If a police officer knocked on your door right now and said, he didn't say, we think you killed this person on this day at this time. If they knocked on your door and said, hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Such and Such, prove to us that you haven't committed any hit and runs in this three to five year period, you would laugh. You might 
take a selfie or something just to document the absurd moment, and then you slam the door in their face. You couldn't even say come back with a warrant. That's not something you can come back with a warrant for. Uh, the, what would the warrant say? You're you're not being suspected of anything. There's no evidence. We just want you. We're fulfilling a crime auditing function, and we want you to prove to us beyond a reasonable shadow of a doubt that you didn't commit any hit and runs, that you didn't commit any uh, assault and battery, that you didn't commit any murders. Total nonsense. Total nonsense. Uh, there's an adapter for ARs now sold in, AR in California. Man, California and their weird gun laws, uh, like the the magazine button and like half of your magazine's got to be filled in with plastic. But then that's not green because like plastic is bad, um, and you've got to turn your you got to turn your 15 round magazine into like a seven or ten or some nonsense. It, it's California's really something. Um, yeah, but I digress. All I wanted to say at the end was the bad stuff that's always happened, has always happened, can happen to you, can happen here, can happen now. Um, and I don't know why you guys still live in uh, California, man. Especially you, Casey. You got to move to like Tennessee or Florida or something. Um, Florida's pretty close with the weather and the beaches. I think their hurricane season's a little bit worse than California's. Um, and, you know, I don't know, but I hear that the the women are just as attractive in, uh, in Florida as they are in California. Uh, so I think the women are more attractive in Virginia because that's where my super hot wife lives. Um, but she's not interested. So sorry. Uh, well, guys, that is the show. Apologies that uh, Adam Hartage couldn't make it today. Um, but as soon as you said IT upgrade, I'm like, don't worry. Say no more. I completely understand. Uh, guys, it's going down in Chinatown. I don't even know if you're allowed to say that in the city, in, in the new work woke regime. Um, but something is truly, truly happening here. World Economic Forum has it stated on their website that whatever's happening, they want to happen by 2030. Uh, you know, I, I like to believe people when they say, pinky in the brain style, that they're trying to take over the world. I like to believe that they're trying to take over the world. Um, and I like to believe what they say about uh, their agenda. Uh, so you should do. Uh, make sure that you're prepared for whatever it, it is that is or is not happening. And, um, you know, worst case scenario... You're a warrior in a garden. And hey, warriors can garden too. Uh, oh, that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is it's going down and there'll be food shortages and people will be trading guns, gas, uh, and uh, guns, gas, and gold. That becomes the new currency and probably grain. Yeah, you need some food too. Um, so that, that will be your 4G experience, guns, gas, gold, and grain. Um, yeah, but, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst. I will see you guys in the next one. Uh, later this week, we have, I don't know who we have. We have um, later this week on the show, we've got uh, Jim Miles. He's a candidate for uh, Congress in Virginia's 11th district. Um, which is a tough district. It's Fairfax. Uh, so we've, we've got him on the show tomorrow. He's going to be telling you about himself. He's a, 
Uh, he's a former judge and a really good dude. We also have Lisa Reynolds coming on Friday. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but I am definitely going to bring up feminism with her because I'm curious to hear what she has to say. Uh, so, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much. Make sure that you like, share, and are subscribed. I will catch you guys in the next one. That's all I got. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.